0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Celestial Somology, where astronomy is viewed through the telescope of biblical prophecy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your hosts, Joe Muzidla and Matthew Miller. Tonight we're going to talk about the very important article that was published uh, in the BBC News on September the 12th, 2019. Water found for first time on potentially habitable planet. Now, this kind of thing is off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, People just don't get it. That... Uh, a planet being found with water in the habitable zone uh, is just off the charts um, it really is just off the charts if this be true because people just don't get it how very fragile their life is literally let's take for example uh, Jupiter's Grand tech let's take for example uh, the Nice model Uh, the planet's being jumbled around ladies and gentlemen whatever happens this planet cannot be jumbled around we have a 2% window of life itself if the earth was to move 2% closer to the sun we burn literally the whole planet becomes a desert 2% farther away and that's right we freeze so, this is a very, very uh, precious zone that we inhabit around our son. And it, I just thought that it would be pertinent for you to understand that. That the Lord your God put you right where you needed to be for life. And that is a marvelous thing in and of itself. But you, I have to understand, ladies and gentlemen... That the spirit doth def- flutter over the deep. This really is the catch 22. Without water, there is no life. None. So, with this in mind, uh, Joe, I posted this article today. It kind of got your attention. And why don't you just uh, describe your thoughts and your feelings as you was uh, going over this article.
1: Oh, goodness. Um, you know, is looking over this, it, you know, it uses, uh, the see lead scientist, uh, Giovanni, uh, Tannetti of un- university college, London, UC, uh, describes the discovery as mind blowing. Um, so I I'm grateful that they use that, you know, uh, <laughs> Well, terminology, I guess, or or that description, because it it really is when you really think about, uh, you know, what they call the the inhabitable zone or the uh, what was the other term, Goldilocks uh, zone, where basically it's it you know they use the uh, Goldilocks zone as a metaphor to describe Goldilocks and the three bears, which is basically uh, too hot, too cold, just right, and you know, from what Matthew just described there, that that's exactly it. Uh two percent, that's that's nothing. Um that's that's a very, very small window uh for air. Um, you know, both Matthew and I have done uh it made me think of uh machining uh parts where him and I have both done that in past jobs and you know I know he's worked on some very uh, serious things as well as I have, and, and you had a uh, very strict tolerance on, on some parts of, you know, tenths of thousands that you were allowed for a tolerance. So that's kind of where my mindset goes when I think of this. Of, of You really, in the grand scheme of things, there's only, you know, if we were to, Blow up the size of the part that we were making to the size of the earth, that's really what we're talking about is literally tenths that you you really have to move uh before you either freeze or burn up so that that's kind of what that got me thinking about and uh oh goodness um <laughs> uh, another article that you had posted as well was uh with the Wikipedia and you know, within the, it's it, outside of the ha- habitable zones, uh, they were talking about different things just within our solar system. Um, one of those being, uh, <laughs> well, moons, um, it, it goes into great, uh, well, they, they talk about this, this possibility of this planet, uh, Being, you know, the Goldilocks planet or or something of a habitable nature, you have uh, where they're talking about liquid water, and you have three forms: you either have uh, gas, liquid, or solid. So, um, you know, one of the things we had talked about uh, was the potential as Jupiter comes inbound with its uh, moons, uh, uh, potential relocation. Uh, would be Europa now it goes into this uh, in this article uh on on Wikipedia uh talking about these zones uh that, that they call them CHZs or uh circum circum circumstellar habitable zones or habitable zones um, It also goes into the moons and saying that there is the likelihood realistically uh much greater of finding a life supporting moon than there is an actual planet or something that would have uh some sort of uh ability to sustain some sort of life on multiple moons there there is more more of a possibility uh in that than there is an actual uh, just the planet itself or the uh, planets out there that they're looking at currently in, in uh, NASA and other space agencies. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff that uh, I got to look at today.
0: Well, it's pretty amazing that, that you would uh, point that out in this article because I've never talked about that publicly, but Ladies and gentlemen, that is the fact of the matter, that they know that it's probably far greater uh, of a likelihood that a moon be found within the habitable zone. Because, well, let's just take at uh, a gander uh, at uh, this particular uh, one in this article, which is uh, K2-18b. Uh, it uh, is quite a lot larger uh, than our Earth. Um And you have to realize that uh, well, that would play a heavy a heavy role as to whether uh, organisms would be able to be sustainable in all three modes of water. This is the real crux of the matter. You're talking about uh, where it freezes uh, being, you know uh, zero degrees Celsius and up to about 40 degrees Celsius. That's dependent on your gravity. So there's all kinds of uh, 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 widely varying uh, um, things that can be in play here but you'll take note that size does matter and uh, it's pretty important to uh, to re- to just wrap this around your mind that uh, Europa fits the bill perfectly and so does Ganymede. now um, or they believe but the perfect match is Europa once you really start uh, studying it uh, and it really is amazing when you realize that uh, life is so very precious and believe me when I say the habitable zone is so very small and that depends on the size of the star yada 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 yada, yada. Uh, because not every star is of course the same So, really what you're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is you just can't just have water. you got to have the hydrological cycle. Know and understand that in your heart. It's one thing to have ice, no big deal. It's another thing to have vapor, where it's too hot. But having the liquid form and the temperature differential required to produce steam... Which produces rain, that's something else. The hydrological cycle is paramount to life. Let's just ask Joe, Joe, what is the difference between a pond and a cesspool?
1: A pond and a cesspool uh, one I, I see a pond would be uh, something that is uh would, would be habitable. Uh, a is something
0: that is
1: – well, there's no
0: life. That's right because it has no way to uh, – well, it has no intake or outtake. It has no way to, uh, well, reuse the water within it. Right. At this point, you get too much al- algae, yada, yada. It runs amok. It's a dead issue. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen? The hydrological cycle is paramount to life. Do not be misled. There is no life wherein there is only vapor. There is no life wherein there is only ice. Now, this is key to your believing the very first chapter of the Bible, and no one understands this. The (laughs) what... The Spirit of God fluttered over the what, Joe? Waters. It didn't say cloud, did it? Nope. No, it did not. So... Ladies and gentlemen, this is paramount, and you have to realize that how exciting it was for me, having studied all these things for decades, and then finally discovering that, Matthew, you looking at Gynamine was not so far off because, guess what? Mathematically, uh, they've put together this Nice model. Not only that, time went by. They said, hey, there must have been a fifth gas giant, and it went somewhere. And lo and behold, this all played a part in Jupiter's grand tack. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Lord your God has already told you. Uh, Jesus himself told you that uh, it's going to uh, facilitate my return. This one very thing. You will see the sign of the Son of Man coming in the clouds of great glory. Make no mistakes. You can take that to the bank. Jupiter's going to do another grand tack. And uh did you notice in this article um Joe the mention of rogue planets? And can you describe uh, what a rogue planet is, please?
1: Um see uh rogue planet is well so, usually something outside the norm of uh Oh. Uh, <laughs> why can I see it but I can't say it? um it, it when you have a well the the bodies that normally rotate around uh their parent star and and then and then you will have something that comes inbound like an elliptical a very erratic elliptical um uh sort of uh trajectory that uh well it it makes it rogue and it's uh movement.
0: Yes, because uh, what you're literally talking about is a planet in the deep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a planet in the deep that doesn't uh, per se orbit uh, a star. It's just out there in the deep of space. Um, one of the articles that come out was uh, back in uh, uh, February 9th, 2011. Rogue planets could harbor life in interstellar space, say astrobiologists. Um, uh, planets that have been ejected from their solar system could still support uh, subglacial oceans of liquid water according to new calculations so uh, this is a pretty interesting article uh, I latched onto to it at the time uh, that it came out but um, ladies and gentlemen you have to wrap your mind around the simple fact that there was no reason for them to uh, include this why would you but that fifth gas Giant niece model is really the crux of well, end time Bible prophecy. If you have the eyes that can see it and the ears that are willing to listen to it, that 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 is for sure. Because, ladies and gentlemen, literally, uh, the Son of God told you that you're going to see the sign of the Son of Man coming. There's only been one king star. You don't have to like it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you you could you can have personal umbrage with the information but this is a true statement the king star has never been anything else outside of Jupiter no matter what time frame you're looking at or what people groups Jupiter was always the king star so uh, with that being said uh, now I hope everybody realizes uh, the seriousness of this fifth gas giant that's lurking in the deep (laughs) because if it comes out and alters our course in as much as 2% you're dead as a hammer you've entered into the end game and there is no stopping it because once this planet gets too hot for liquid water (laughs) or once it gets too cold for liquid water, you're dead you're dead. You think that, well, if it got too cold, no problem. We could just make fires and melt the ice, right? Well, eventually you'd run out of fuel, wouldn't you, ladies and gentlemen, because everything around you would freeze and die. And it would be just a question of time. So, with that being said, this window of life is extremely small. And it is extremely important that, that you all understand this. Um, it It is amazing to me that people just don't realize how precious life is. And it's literally in the hollow of his hand. That's literally where it's at, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and this hollow of his hand is your particular earth orbit. And I know it's a pretty serious thing to say, but I'm telling you the truth. So, uh, Joe, you looking over this, um, maybe you should... Uh, what are some of the parameters that you learned uh, for this habitable zone? What, what are the criteria um, to make things just right, I guess? Or if you'd like to, you can read straight from the uh, Wikipedia article, I guess. I'm sure the first couple of paragraphs would probably do it. I'm not sure I haven't read it myself. Uh, let's see here. I do see that it 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 has the Goldilocks zone, so I know that's what astrobiologists refer to it as. So, uh, whichever you would prefer just to read this or your your own comments, please.
1: Oh, goodness, you know, I you know, I know I know you posted this on Facebook and I I really recommend every it's such a, a wealth of information. I I spent uh well uh, uh, just a bunch of time reading and then contemplating there was <laughs> there was no way to look at this and not get interested um this was uh this is something that's been looked at since nineteen fifty three this was uh oh i I looked up the guy who it was a book that was written by a gentleman before we even went to the moon. Um, on this this whole concept of the, uh, the the goldilocks uh habitable zone uh this gentleman realized that hey uh <laughs> there there's a very small window uh for for life to actually exist um the The other thing that uh I thought was really interesting and I, I really having a hard time finding where it was I had so many things open but it was uh it had to do with also the the uh gravitational pull of the planets in relationship to you know they they gave uh descriptions between well the moon and the you know our planet and uh what that looks like and and that there is a a friction that actually uh, occurs between that as well as a friction between um the these celestial bodies within the solar system of, of between the moons and, and their parent planet and then between the planets and the parent star that even know that there was uh, photons being uh, emitted from the star radiation that uh heat the planets um but there was also uh this other uh you know uh uh part of the equation uh, yeah, tidal heating that's what i was looking for tidal heating and uh i really was digging on that uh i had read a little bit about it before but uh it, it goes into uh, gravitational energy and and uh it really to me it it really kind of hits at home of of this this whole system that's going on here that's absolutely perfect that's sustaining life right now that everything is working in conjunction so that we well that we're doing what we're doing right now we're breathing we're talking we're thinking uh we we you know we have fresh water to drink and food and and everything that goes on here is because everything is working perfectly To support this system Um, so you know when we're talking about uh, well a celestial interloper coming in that should get your attention that all these things are working in conjunction to support life that if something were to come in and throw that completely out of balance uh, it's game over so you know as i was reading over this it (laughs) it really it 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 almost makes the uh the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit of of how fragile uh everything is and how balanced it really is and you know it it made me think of you know if, if the days were not shortened uh no no life would survive and uh So I was really contemplating that of just time itself and the, well, the, uh, well, God stepping in to prevent that, absolutely uh, stepping in to, well, change those parameters so that we uh, still exist, that we still have uh, a place that we uh, reside so that's that's kind of what I was uh, looking at today and, and contemplating.
0: Well, you know, um, I'm glad you brought up the tidal heating because that is. Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you brought that up because because that that requires some seriously advanced calculations. But uh, to 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 make a long story short, tidal heating is uh, caused by. Uh, well tighter tidal friction processes between orbiting bodies ladies and gentlemen we have we have many planets in this uh, solar system and as we orbit differently we create friction one on the other now um uh, uh, this orbital energy uh, is uh, displaced uh, usually by a uh, heat. Uh, either on the surface or on the interior, but more importantly, it's really dissipated through orbiting satellites in of themselves, i.e. moons. Now, 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 this is critically important for you to understand, that God calls the moon to faithful witness. Now, you have to realize that it wouldn't take uh, uh, very much uh, because we're tidally locked with the moon, that if we went up to a zero-degree axis, the moon was to come off of its five-degree inclination from our axis. Um, well, it creates a gyro. And a what a gyro does, ladies and gentlemen, is take that uh, – it, it, it has the fantastic ability to take that um, tidal heating – and convert that into usable, sustainable energy. It literally has the ability to lock something. Well, you understand. You've probably played with a gyro, uh, Joe, correct? Yes or no? Correct. Okay. Why don't you describe for us what a gyro does? Uh, how is it you know, neat, and why did they make them?
1: Oh, it was just something that was uh, – if I remember correct, it was just something that was uh, – like a top or something that you, it was balanced, and I remember it was just uh, neat to watch it spin. Um,
0: and when it does it, you can kind of turn it around, and it'll keep spinning because it it, mm-hmm. it, it has this to, it breathes is what it does. It it can perpetuate its its um, its own spinning. <laughs> uh, to to put it quaintly But no one understands this Ladies and gentlemen I was very excited uh, reading uh, the Bible And all of a sudden I found out That there was not only A faithful witness But the Lord our God Somewhere in the heavens Has an advocate Now ladies and gentlemen When you study the Mechanical apparatus of a gyro And realize that if you put two moons in orbit around the Earth with perfect synchronicity, um, how do I say this? Ladies and gentlemen, time in of itself might become sustainable. Now, I've just shocked your mind. You you're You're not understanding what i'm I'm talking about let let me ask Joe a simple question, Joe, how easy is it for you to keep time or can you even do that? Does it just keep running away from you?
1: No, um, I was just thinking about that today uh it's yeah, it's not very easy for me to keep time
0: no, it's impossible for you to keep time. you can't save time can you no. No, you you cannot uh, uh, pack time for lunch today, can you? No, I cannot. If, if your lunch is one hour long, you can't pack a, um, a a thermos full of time so you can take it to work with you, uh, so that you, you can rest two hours in that one hour lunch. Can you, Joe? No. Imagine if you will. A gyroscopic planetary system on the field of time. What I'm trying to say, Joe, is that time might possibly become sustainable. Do you understand my statement now?
1: No, yeah, I understand.
0: Time would not wear you out, Joe. Do you understand that? Yes. Do you understand uh, what the law of entropy is? Yes. Yes okay please explain that for the listener what is the law of entropy uh
1: that would be well as i understand it and and you can correct me if i'm wrong this would be uh the usually decay due to uh the breaking down uh of uh well molecular structure um usually related to time, pressure, gravity, radiation, all those things.
0: To put it in a simple word, growing old. There you go. Uh, You have this with even rubber. Um, uh, Your bicycle tires, um, you find this uh, on cars that are not driven, uh, if they're uh, parked in a junkyard, whatever. Even the rubber will dry rot. Doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, let's ask Joe. Joe, does it make any sense? Um, if you drive a tire, it won't get dry rotted. But if it just sits there, it will. Does that make sense to you?
1: Mm. Yes and no, but I, I, yeah, I get what you're. I get exactly what you're saying. It, it shouldn't be. It should. It should just sit there and be just fine. And it should wear out only when used, realistically.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, are you getting the point now? No matter what, you are a slave to time now, we know the Lord our God did something with the Exodus angel ain't no doubt about that uh, because uh, the Lord your God comes right out and he don't have a problem telling you that their clothes did not wear out uh, Joe whenever you heard this in the Bible okay, whenever you first uh, 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 seen these things uh, with your own eyes um, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 uh, what's the other one? 29? Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy chapters 8 and 9. Th- there's no sense debating with it. This is what it says. Your clothing did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell those 40 years. Uh, Just don't make any sense. When you go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, 29, uh, verse 5. I led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes did not wear out on you. And your sandal has not worn out on your foot. Now, the first thing that should get your attention, ladies and gentlemen, is the Lord is riddled unto you. Because for some reason, somebody was able to sustain at least friction. Riddle me, Joe. Um, Let's say that you were able to find a sustainable leather. And you made these uh, shoes out of leather. And, uh, of course, uh, the sole had to be rubber, right? Uh, could you wear these shoes past about um oh, about two years?
1: Probably not. Why? They they just wear out.
0: Well, the rubber just goes somewhere, don't it? it? Just disappears, right? Right. I mean, pretty soon you you might have a leather top, but your feet would be touching the ground, correct? Correct. Okay, let's just believe God, just for once in our lives. Let's just believe what God has to say. All right, I led you forty years in the wilderness. You're close. To Have not worn out on you And your sandal has not worn out on your foot Ladies and gentlemen He just emphatically stated That whatever the soles of those shoes were Were not under the effects Of friction Yes or no Joe Absolutely So This is what I'm trying to say Ladies and gentlemen Let's just say Now what will really blow your mind Is this Uh, Joe in your studies, have you ever found a celestial object that's that's nearly identical to our moon in size, shape, all that stuff? Europa. Really, it's Europa. Now, you're sure about that? Because uh, that's also uh, – we just talked about that a few minutes ago. That's like the most habitable place if it was in the Goldilocks zone, correct? Correct. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if the Lord your God decided to take you back to the days of Noah, before the effects of the falling had trashed everything put yourself on a zero degree axial tilt so that at the Arctic and the Antarctic you see the sun would never set put another moon of equal proportion opposite of our moon it would create the perfect gyroscope and then believe it or not Europa would be habitable. I'm just saying. Because if the sign of the Son of Man is coming, and that is what Jesus Christ the Lord said, uh, Europa is coming with it. I'm just saying. Under these auspices, if this were, were possible, that you were just to randomly find another moon of equal proportions as our moon put it around the earth at equal distance to the moon presently is, create a gyroscopic effect, would time itself become sustainable? Well, I will inform you of this one thing, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord, he is God. And I don't care how many degrees you have, I don't care what your opinions are, I don't care what your feelings are, or how emotional you get about it, This is true. The Lord, he says what is and what is not. That's the way it is. And it's just amazing to me. A very simple verse, the beginning of the Bible. Uh, So very uh, uh, simple. You know, a lot of times I just get this deluge of advanced questions about the Bible. When sometimes I just want to scream and say... Oh, but it is the simple things that you just reject that is the important stuff. The second verse in the Bible, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He literally just told you the only earth there can be is one that has the perfect temperature and distance from a star wherein there is liquid water. So very simple. When I've talked about some pretty seriously advanced things in the Scripture tonight, but yet this is very simple, and yet most of you just reject it outright. It 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 amazes me that on more than one occasion the the Bible mentions God's wonders. Well, this was the most wonderful thing to me at all. Uh, this this very simple. Couple of verses that where God come out and said, "By the way, uh, for forty years your clothes didn't wear out, uh, your sandals didn't wear out. That means in His presence, time was sustainable. It was sustainable. Now whether you like it or not, worn out soles of any shoe, yes, friction is required, but the greater thing required is time." Because it takes a little bit each step, right, Joe? Yep. It'll take a few particles here and a few particles there and a few particles here, right? Yes. Unless it is time that is not being expended, Joe. Yep. So, your thoughts uh, about... (laughs) You know what? My brain is not big enough for these thoughts. This his 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 wonders are so far above my pay grade. It's absolutely pathetic, but your thoughts Joe
1: I would absolutely agree with that statement uh i I was feeling quite uh well ill equipped <laughs> as I was pondering these things today um and pondering just a bunch of things of going over these articles and thinking you know uh especially yeah, you know, we had talked about this before of of Europa coming in, and and how perfect that would be. You know, we had talked about being salt water and and the effects that that would have as it would be illuminated by the sun and what we would see. Um, we talked about, but you know, to to sit there, you know, I I think. For the listeners and, and myself, even today, was just spending that time and just really—I can't comprehend. I couldn't even comprehend, uh, you know, having the intellect to know how to do those things. I, I really—it's—it's it, it's far beyond me. It's—it's it's amazing and. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed spending, you know, it was not a waste of time to wonder after him today. It was absolutely not a waste. It was, uh, you know, it, it also made me think of, of time itself and, and, and I'm glad you uh, brought that up of, of what that would look like and, and the effects um, and bringing us into remembrance of the exodus as well. Uh Yeah. I, I've always been blown away by those verses in Deuteronomy that, uh, you know, you just believe it first. And then once you start putting all these things together, well, you realize, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, he's pretty awesome. I'll just say that he's pretty, pretty awesome. So I, I definitely had a good time today
0: looking at all this, so contemplating his wonders
1: absolutely
0: uh, they're they're off the hook they're completely derailed uh, some of the things that he says in the Bible and he just you don't have a problem with it and and I and it must be this must be the root of why people uh, pay people to tell them what their itching ears want to hear because what he says is, uh, well, it is rather bombastic, rather uh, terrifying of what he actually says is he, he himself is going to do and, uh, you know, just like uh, I've talked to many people before um, all the astrophysicists I know if they were to look up and see even one of the planets coming inbound it would literally scare them to death. They would know in their hearts there would be no way to survive. Because they know all about this habitable zone. Nudges just a bit and it's game over. And you read some of the things that God talks about. It'll rattle your cage. It is... Uh, <laughs> he he is describing an extinction level event. Um, You know... There – how much time do we got? Joe, we have 15 minutes, and let me ask your permission. Is it all right if I go off topic just a little bit? Yeah. Um. Can you tell me um, your thoughts about these uh, fires that are going on in the Amazon? What's your thoughts, or have you even looked at them?
1: Um I have looked at that. That is quite unnerving. Um from what I understand this has to do with the what what started it uh was the trade war between us and China as I understand it from the articles that I've read um that this that the uh, the farmers there started to well clear away uh, what they call the lungs of the earth. This is where uh, a large majority. What was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the percentage. It was it was a a great percentage of our oxygen comes from this area, and the farmers were clearing it and burning it for uh, soybean production.
0: I'm sorry. Why would they do that? What's that got to do with our trade deal with? With with China
1: um, Because we had put uh, Such high tariffs That they uh, China basically said we're not going to buy Any more soybean From the United States So uh, these
0: Can I ask you ne- something Joe Yes sir I'm sorry I interrupted you but we have Precious little time my friend mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 16 And the ten horns which you Saul, upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. I have talked about many times uh, the simple fact that the uh, Chichelube impact crater was what caused us to um, be knocked off our axis. You've, you've heard me talk about this before, correct, Joe? Yes. You need to understand that what would really produce the extinction-level event would be the smoke, you understand, from our burning. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? Yes. If there was nothing consume um, the earth very well might be able to sustain the impact do you understand what I'm trying to say to you Joe?
1: I, I completely understand what you're trying to say. If you
0: burned all the trees before the uh, this mountain that would appear to be all ablaze was cast into the Gulf of Mexico Joe, if mm-hmm. all the trees had already been burnt it would produce very little smoke do you understand? Absolutely do you understand that Several years ago, a team got paid $10 million to go down to the Chichilub impact site and bore into that crater to get the core samples to see exactly what they could – I almost said it, so I might as well go ahead – to see how they could prevent an extinction-level event. Let's, uh, Let's try that one more time. And the ten horns which you saw, and the beast, these will hate the harlot, and will make her desolate and naked, and will eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God has put it in their hearts to execute his purpose, by having a common purpose, and by giving their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God be fulfilled. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, do I have your attention? Joe, riddle me. No, riddle me, Joe. Mm -hmm. Since 2010, uh, how many huge fires have we had in, well, America and Canada?
1: I don't know the exact number, but it's it's a a lot. It's a lot. (laughs)
0: Oh, now now I got your attention, don't I, Joe?
1: Absolutely. Because
0: now all of a sudden, uh, all those, oh, my goodness, Hectacres upon hectacres upon hectares have burned. Lord have mercy. Uh, back when I was uh, building um, a certain structure in Montana, it was quite choky a couple of, well, a few seasons ago uh, because Montana was burning. Now everybody starts to realize that that's right. There's been a few times Matthew's talked about huge. Forest fires in Canada. Did you, yeah, huge. And this has been a reoccurring theme in the United States. And now it's a reoccurring theme where? That's right. Mundus Novus. You better wake up. The new world. Ladies and gentlemen. So, I appreciate everything that Joe just said about why he has come to this conclusion, you know obviously the commentators uh these uh news agencies were thinking that uh these farmers were burning things away because well um they were going to have to start uh, planting soybeans and ladies and gentlemen who who do you think told these farmers this in mass? Wow, you didn't see it coming look if you wanted to have as little smoke from one-third of this planet being burnt to the ground, well, that's an easy thing to do. There is very little to burn in Arizona. It's a desert. But in the Great Pine Forest in Canada, oh yeah, we've lit them puppies up in a blaze of glory. I mean, it wasn't awfully long ago that I was talking on the End Time Tribune about these forest fires in California I, I mean one of my dear friends Ellie Marzuli, lost his house and had to relocate to where? I oh, am yeah, Oklahoma if you need a hint ladies and gentlemen lord have mercy you ain't got a clue Joe your closing comments before we go too far over the cuff here but speak your heart please
1: oh goodness um yeah I would definitely say uh <laughs> things are uh well full swing you know i don't i don't think i've ever used that term before you know it's always been a waiting or a watching and with everything going on everything that we've been talking about uh everything that i can look at well it's in full swing and It's going to be quite a ride, and that's putting it lightly. Um, And also, I'm going to have to go look up, uh, well, the timing of Beetle Kill. And I I know have quite a – well, I have some information on on the other side of that that just came to my memory when you talked about that as well. Um, So – Yeah, a lot to look at and still a lot to do. So we need to be busy.
0: You're right about that. We need to be busy. You know, crazy thing, uh, me and my wife have been praying over uh, each one of the rooms. We've just been going around each day to a different room and and praying over it. I think everybody should do that, Joe, and I I really do think uh, you and your wife should start doing that. Absolutely. And uh, then, uh, you know, hold hands, do whatever you got got to do. But before I go out the door, um, you know, I mean, I I actually love my wife. I mean, I know that's that's crazy, but uh, yeah, I don't hold her hand. Yeah, we hug, but I'm just saying that if you got family members, you know, or brothers or sisters or whatever, you know, hold hands. Uh, But before I leave, she prays for me and I pray for her that we might make it through the day. Right. And uh, I strongly suggest that everybody... Uh, start doing that um, And um, You know Young Corps is coming up Here pretty quickly Joe what's your Your thoughts on um, This next year Biblically speaking Because the new year doesn't start in January But the biblical calendar What's your thoughts about this next year Or have you even thought about it yet
1: uh, This next year you know, as I said, things are in full swing. So, um, to me, this is well. As as the as we grow, grow closer to this time, this event horizon, I think we're going to have to grow closer as a family. So, to me, I think that should be on our hearts. Uh, first and foremost, of uh, making sure we're putting aside differences, um, and really, well, it, it, there's going to come a time where we may end up, well, clinging to one another more so than we would think. So uh, I think it's one of those. It's going to be. It's going to be a year of, of just, well, selflessness. What I feel.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you might want to memorize James chapter 2, verse 13, I guess. For judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. Joe, I think I shall praise out of here. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, whom I serve through the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son and my Savior. I pray that you remember mercy. I pray that you fill us, the Ecclesia, with your Holy Spirit, so that we might be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord. Remember mercy. I don't know what it's going to take for the listener, Lord. I don't know what will bring them into repentance. I don't know if your Holy Spirit can still convict them, or if they've already crossed the line, and The only thing that'll work is judgment. But this much I do know. Lord, remember that mercy triumphs over judgment. I didn't say that. You did. If there's anything I can give, anything I can say, anything I can do to bring anyone around me or anyone listening to the knowledge That they deserve death. But the one who took the death for them was Jesus. If there's anything I can do or say to open their eyes to that fact, to open their ears to that, the only truth they need to know, please use your Holy Spirit to direct me to do and say those things. Lord, I absolutely beg you to make me good for something. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, your Son and my Savior. Amen and amen. Amen. Joe, why don't you uh, share how people can uh, find you and uh, get a hold of your stuff. And by the way, I guess you're in for a good scolding, I guess. Uh, so when is that next uh, cup coming, Joe? I don't know. Is it going to be this season or perhaps next? <laughs>
1: yeah i'm due for a good scolding uh yeah that that'll be that'll be coming out quite soon um actually i've been i've been trying to get i was i was kind of holding on to 25 because uh i got my wife talked into coming on with me
0: okay so that would make it even better so what's the purpose of holding it
1: no no of just getting her to come on and act do it so uh we we'll get it done. We'll get it done. If, if not 25, then it'll be the next one. But yeah, there there has been some, I do have some notes and I just need to do it. I know, I know. Yeah, um, you
0: you just need to do it. Oh my goodness, we're <laughs> in a world of hurt. And uh, have you planed a single board for that arc yet?
1: Hello? Not for a little bit, not Hello? for a little
0: bit. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, what have you been doing? Have you been shining nails or what?
1: Shining nails, yes.
0: Okay, they don't need to be shiny. You just pound them right in there. They just go right in. They don't need to be shiny. You got it. Okay, so uh, anyway, tell everybody how they can find those programs, Joe.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, you can go to uh, Spreaker uh, and look for A Cup with Joe. Uh, It's also on iTunes. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, A Cup with Joe. Uh, i just have i just finished getting all of the episodes loaded on that page, and I will do some more uh, well I'll be promoting that page. Um, you can also get a hold of me at uh, what for w h t w h a t f o r numerals four zero one at gmail dot com uh, you can find me under Joe Muzidla, J-O-E-M-U-Z-Y-D-L-A dot nine on Facebook, and Jamie muzidla on Twitter.
0: Okay, and you, you have a – did you say – I could have swore I heard you say you had a Facebook page for a couple of shows.
1: I do. I just got it all – Really? I just got it all tidied up, so <laughs> – so yeah. I'm like
0: I'm like the absolute last person to know. Okay, no, right. I won't
1: well, know. No, you're the first person I've actually really? told. Yes.
0: Really? And you've managed yeah. to have all the time to put all the links on there, and you, you've had all this time to get it ready, and you expect me to believe that I'm the last one to find out, or the first one to find out. Really?
1: I haven't told anybody.
0: All right. Well, here, <laughs> I will let it slide if you riddle me this. Hmm. So the 401 in your email, I take it that is off of, the Aleph Tov?
1: Yes, I think we discussed this before.
0: Uh, oh, huh.
1: I, I, yeah, you did. You riddled that to me.
0: Really? So, what did you answer? Well, was it a yes or no? You did do it to four hundred one because of the Aleph Tav, or not?
1: No, it was not.
0: No. So this was just a random number you made up.
1: That that was the number that was given whenever I was making making an email. So nothing. <laughs> I know it's not coincidence.
0: Well, who gave it?
1: Well, that would have been Google.
0: Google gave it to you. Well, this is this is rich. You expect me to believe that Google gave you that? Well,
1: I know it wasn't Google. I'm. It was God. It gave me that. Yes, I, I. I know it's not coincidence. So,
0: so you typed in what for, and it gave you the number four hundred one. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, it wouldn't give me. It wouldn't give me what for? Because what for was used, and so it g- gives you all these different options.
0: And the first option it gave you was four hundred one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you wouldn't be to... <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> you, you expect me to leave that load of malarkey? Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, huh? That's that's pretty all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know what, if you need to get a hold of me, you just need to get on Facebook and do it. Um, that's just, uh, the way it's gone, um, so if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you're going to have to get on Facebook, uh, that's where we're doing everything, uh, nowadays. After much trial and tribulation, I just, uh, yeah, we're just going to do it and just get over it, um. So uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Matthew Miller, on Twitter it's Matthew Miller forty nine, and Tumblr. So that makes it easy. So it's Matthew Miller, the number forty nine. Um, but uh, Facebook it's the one in Reader, North Dakota. I assure you, I am the only one. So uh, just do a Facebook search for Matthew Miller in Reader, North Dakota. You'll find me uh, straight away. Uh, if any of you want to start taking part in the private Bible study uh, just send me a request because that's that's private uh, so you can't find it so you can't send me a request that way just uh, send me a message on email and uh, you're more than welcome to uh, join that Bible study but um, ta-ta for now I think we shall say may the Lord bring us into remembrance And may time be sustainable in his son's kingdom. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless, Godspeed.